So in a week, we started with some shit news. It ends up actually turning out to be a pretty decent week in Red Wings land. Uh, anyway, hi. I'm Garth Wickham. Uh, Grant Wickham. Dylan Anderson, a.k.a. Andy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, with the ver- like, I didn't think we were going to have such a good week like preseason-wise with like the start off with the Verona news. You know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah. was a rough start. It was kind of devastating to see come across the old twitter scroll yeah man you know like we're kind of right like we're coming in like pretty good as red wing fans like we're really looking forward to some like depth scoring some like interesting like lineup combinations and then out four months for a guy who skated for 10 minutes in a practice (laughs) also was late on his visa (laughs) yeah insane only only red wings man yeah, especially the a Mike, player, especially a player that's like looks promising for us too. We're like, oh, okay, and then. Well, it's funny. I don't know if you saw. I don't know if you saw this, but Pete Blackburn did like an article. It was like breakout player of the year, and like his number one player was Jacob Verana. Oh, and I, immediately I, after the day after he he released that article, Verana Verana was ruled <laughs> out for four months. Oh, that's so bad. That's down bad. Oh man. Tough, tough bounce for Pete there. I mean, the wings, yeah, but like, as a reporter, that's a tough bounce. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, basically, this episode, we're gonna we're gonna go through all the games, some interesting storylines thrown in. Uh, yeah. So I'm. Um, let's we'll get started with uh, game one. That was, was that Wednesday. I can't yeah. remember. Is that Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, four three win in the shootout versus Chicago. Even though I guess all like the regular the preseason rules that there's a shootout after every game. What do you guys think about that? Like that's weird. I like it. It's no different. One, you don't practice shootouts, and I think it's a good chance for like they're throwing in the the guys that are going to be playing in the shootouts. Even though shootouts should be a thing in general. Uh, yeah, I kind of like it. I I think it's I, I like it too because like I mean. It wasn't a super long off season, and you have a lot of guys in the mix trying to get back into shape and stuff. So why play the extra five minutes three on three? And they've kind of like caution for error on on injury front, I guess. Is like I'm assuming why they did it too. I just think it's funny, like when the Red Wings like won their other couple games, they're up by like four goals, and then it's like weird to finish off the game. I, like also, I don't think anyone knew like in Little Caesars Arena. I don't think they announced no. it because everyone was well, gone. I don't know. I just kind of like it because you have like you're practicing shootouts. I don't know, basically. Like, yeah, I think I, like, I lean more on the side of liking it, but I think it's I think it's definitely like an interesting like change of pace. And I think it's I don't know, maybe fans like it, but I don't know. As a fan, like, none of the fans I, knew. <laughs> I don't know. As a fan, I'm not like, wow, I'm super excited for the shootout after we just won by four goals. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what I'm saying. Because then it feels least, like you lost if you lose a shootout. No. Did, well, yeah, last night. Yeah. All right, yeah. but we'll start with the <laughs> go back to the Wednesday game. Um. I think the like kind of like one of the bigger surprise. Like I was not sure like how the the quote unquote shutdown line would really play. Like as like they were going to be the the key guys of the game, but I thought they played really well. That being um, Adam Ernie, Nemesnikov, and uh, Rasmus, Rasmussen centering. Also, yeah. the pronunciation the the pronunciation of uh, Rasmussen um, Rasmussen <laughs> on the on the broadcast was pretty brutal. Isn't it, isn't it supposed to be Rasmussen? 
it's Rasmussen. I always say I've always said Rasmussen, Rasmussen yeah. like yeah. But like I guess I'll start calling him Rasmussen now. But I've I, always I, called him Rasmussen because I'm a big daddy Ras, a right human being. Yeah, I'm gonna go by Big Daddy Ras as well. I think yeah. that's way more fun. I'm yeah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> it's it's really weird because it's really weird because he's like I think he's like ten or fifteen Hard. days younger than me. Yeah, he's literally yeah, barely, like barely younger than me. It's insane. Um, but yeah, I thought they were look. I thought they looked good. I did too. Yeah, they're impressive. I mean, Ernie was flying out there. Who did he set up? And that was it. Or am I getting games mixed up? Where he had no, nice... big, that's big, that's big daddy Rass set up for first goal. Yeah, yeah. It was no. I'm think. I, I'm pretty sure it was, one of them was like Ernie was flying into on the offense. Uh, yeah. On the four check is left hand corner, and he did a little spin rama pass out to the front. Yeah, back that doors. Was, yeah, that, that was the first goal. That was the first goal. Oh yeah, was that yeah. was Rasted did that? Yeah, Ernie buried. Okay, no, no, no. Ernie passed it. Rast buried. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Okay, okay. yeah. Um, was, anyways, they're flying out there. Anyways, so yeah, I thought it's been a long beat. It's been a long low beat. key Nemestikov was very good that that game for um I don't know it was a good good game for him. He showed like physicality, and then his—he's a fast player. I like like this. I, I just like the—he plays with a little edge for not being that big of a guy. He yeah. kind of has that that prick streak in him, so it's like it's nice to have that element to a lineup. I mean, he was always like that last year, but it's kind of like he's got like this. Uh, he's got more confidence almost. He's got this know. real attitude coming into this year because he he literally he said that in his, one of his press conferences or his his one press conference saying like how he was disappointed in his performance last year. I was also disappointed in his performance last yeah, year. Yeah, it was like seventeen points in like fifty games, like not great. And like four of his goals were empty net goals. I think it was like five. Yeah, he was a stud. Yeah. Like the only games I can think of where he scored with the goalie was. Um, his first goal against Dallas was like the weird backhand. And then the other one was like a shot that Philip Sedina took and it went off Nemesnikov in front. Yeah. He has like shin, his shin that. pad or something like that. Eh? No, it had like a shoulder. It was like a high shot in oh. the shoulder and like bounced in. It was against yeah, Tampa. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I've been, I've been actually pretty impressed with that line. Like I, I was like, I'm like, wow, that's a boring combo. Like on paper. I'm like, that's not that fun, but well, they looked good. Um, Whatever works. All, yeah, exactly. I mean, the 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 thought is there like when we get into a season you want to have a like a lineup that's really going to match up well and like my only concern is like besides Nemesnikov like as much as Rass has like really improved his skating like how they can compete with top guys because Ernie's not a good skater well he's that's not that's not he's a free turn up there yeah. that's not for certain a line yet like but well, I mean, it looks like that they're going to start the season with that. And I, if I were to put money on game one, I'm going to guess they're going to be the third line. I hope not, to be honest with you. But I'll talk about that later. But okay, um, yeah, no, I thought Ras Rasmussen looked really good, though. Um, the big thing I was looking for in this game is to see he improved a lot on puck battles last year, mm-hmm. and I don't think he lost a single puck battle in game one. He was also really good on the draws, I think. I think he like won most of his draws. So, yeah, he was a monster on the puck, and then, like, he was good on the power play and the penalty kill, which yeah. are big for him. He, if you want he, to was using his, he was using his, like, aggressive on the puck. He was using his size, too, like. Yeah. Finally. Body. Yeah. Like, like we kind of going back to last podcast, last episode, we are talking about Zadina going in there using his size, like, for the defensive side. Like, he's, he's a small guy. 
mm-hmm. compared to Ras, at least. And it's like that's something I would like, would have liked to see Ras do, and he actually started doing it. So yeah, that was that was a big, uh, nice surprise, kind of. I guess a nice nice surplus check there. That was like my biggest like, Ra- like I know like everyone can say like we like the way like the um the CHL NHL agreement is like how it kind of screwed over a player like Ras. When he came in at nineteen, like he like meant like he mentally just wasn't ready for the NHL. Like physically, he was there, and like I think skill wise, he could have like figured it out. But like it was more so that like he didn't realize how big he was. Yeah, like in the I mean, NHL, looked, you know what, you know what I mean. Like he didn't use his body enough. Well, yeah, exactly. Like he went from being probably the biggest guy, at least size, like height wise, one of the biggest guys on the ice. He's what six five, six six, or something like that. He's six, he's six six. Yeah, six six. And at that point, he was kind of the man amongst boys, where now he... In junior, yeah. In, yeah, in junior. Then he flipped into, oh, shit, there's, you know, there's guys like Zidane Char out there that are 6'9", 2 whatever, right? Where he's... Right. His size isn't as relevant in his... Probably in his mind, too, either. Like, kind of shell-shocked a bit, I'd assume. I want, him, big in, I want him and Elmer Soder, Soderbloom on the same line. Just like an absolute, yeah, just an absolute <laughs> meme of a line. And then like just some like really small player, like, like I don't know, I don't know. See. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, yeah, whatever small prospect we have, like Cruelty Chayev or something like that. There's something hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mastro. Oh, yeah, yeah. We throw, yeah, we throw Mastro on yeah. the right wing. Oh, um, like other, like, I thought that Stevens Hiroshi Ryan line was also real good that game. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I think they were, like, yeah, those two lines are really buzzing because, like, the rest of the depth was kind of meh on forward, but, like, those two lines were really good. I just love how, like, how good Hiroshi looks when he's playing with competent players, like, like really competent, like, players that can play in the NHL. He looks so much better. We talked about this. Uh, yeah, we talked about this yesterday, I think, Grant, but, uh, yeah, like, off, obviously off air. I think, like, ter- like, it would make some sense if – like Tara Hirose, he played started the season and like filling in for Verona. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I think it makes some sense though. Simply how good like he's really played his balls off like this preseason. I'm not going to lie. I like I really liked Hirose's game. Like every game he's played in, yep. I think he's um, really good. It definitely does make sense because he's good on like the power play too. He can kind of fill right up, in the power play, fill a role of just being a puck mover on the power play. The only thing with that is. Like you have he's pretty guys. one-dimensional, though. He's a one. Tr- I can see why he has struggled with keeping that spot. Because simply, he's a one-trick pony. He's not a shooting. He's not a shooting threat at all. No, no. That's what they really need to work on with Bergeron to avoid him becoming a Hiroshi. Bergeron won't be a Hiroshi because he's way more dynamic. He's more puck. dynamic passing-wise and speed-wise, but like you watch Bergeron, him skate with the puck, he just controls the whole play. I'm talking. I'm talking power play right now because Bergeron doesn't shoot enough. That's yeah. his biggest. That's his biggest thing right now. Is he doesn't shoot enough but at all. He just he literally can just skate circles around people because he just like the way he can control play. I don't know. I think he's the so, shooting will come for Bergeron too. Like I mean, yeah. once he gains his confidence, gets he's probably has to be told too to shoot right. Like yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Has, that's something like development wise, yeah. like Ben Simon needs to like get in his grill and be like shoot shoot the puck, dude. I'm yeah. not too worried about him. Like, cause I don't know. It kind of sucks. Kind of getting off topic of game one, but it kind of sucks. He's not really gonna get a chance to play with anybody. Cause I mean, today he was playing with more AHL guys, mm-hmm. which is fine. But um, 
He's yeah, really we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get to that game at the end, but all right. I guess we'll get this. I don't want to. I don't mean to cut you off. I probably. I, I knew this was gonna happen, but like it's all good. But Dude, you, you brought up Burger, and I just want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, and no, 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 it's I. I just need an excuse to talk about Burger, honestly. Um, but I think the best story from this game was Bobby Ryan. Yeah, easily. Yeah, man, he, man, he looked good. He's like, I don't know, like why I was surprised, but he was fast as hell out there too. Like he was out there flying. And he's he's an like, awkward skater. Yeah, he is. He's awkward to watch, but he his, looks like, like me. His, he looks like me on my edges. <laughs> just rough. <laughs> just carved the ice up. <laughs> I was not an efficient skater playing. I can oh, tell you that for free. Neither was I. Yeah. My hips will tell you that. <laughs> but uh no, Bobby, he was very like a lot of his passes he made, like outlet wise, like breakout, he would carry really well. He'd make those really smart passes. Um that play to Stevens is real nice when Stevens got that goal. Man, was he buzzing too. Yeah, yeah. Stevens is buzzing as well. It's I mean, from training camp to now, it looks like Stevens has already beat out Rowney for that. I, I don't. Spot. I don't think that spot should be up for question anymore at all. To be honest, I, I think Stevens has been so good through two games already. Oh, that yeah, I think he brings much more than Carter Rowney. To be honest with you, my from what I see, he can before. penalty yeah. kill just as well, which is kind of a a situation that I think should be talked about a little bit going into the season. With yeah. depending how they're going to sort out this roster, what our penalty kill is going to look like. Because a couple right. of these guys that might get cut might be some of our better penalty kill guys. Right. Right. Um, I think that, yeah, another guy like really surprised me. And I, I think he's, he must have listened to the last episode and he took some offense to it. But uh, Gus Lindstrom was easily the rock on the back end. He was real good that game. Um, yeah, I thought he was awesome. I've, we always talk about what's the upside with Gus Lindstrom. Why is he like not more confident and, I have two words written down for him, and it was confidence and composure. He 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 was not swimming at all back there. Like he handled his load really well. Like did not look like he was fl- like yeah, didn't look stressed at all. Like he's, so, it's that Swedish like composure thing. I guess like my from my comments last episode, like I I guess I just don't see like yeah, it's the ultimate upside with him. Where like I think Troy Stetcher brings more to the table. That's why I kind of like have my beef with Lindstrom, I guess. But he played really well. Um, I have no beef with him. It's literally just I just never really saw it. And I think if he shows confidence like that all the time, he could be like a consistently good five or six defenseman in the NHL. And yeah, I, absolutely, yeah. I just love that when he's stepping into plays and like breaking up passes like consistently because we've always known that he's competent in his own zone. Just not great, like fabulous. Also, his skating. Like I, I've never really seen anyone comment on his skating too much. He's a pretty good skater. He's efficient. Yeah. He's not fast, but he's efficient. Yeah, he's he, he gets the job done. As like, and that's all you could ask for, right? Yeah. yeah. With that, like Osterly kind of took care of most of the skating wise. Man, I actually really liked Osterly as well. Yeah, he's watching. Him I've been skate. a big fan. I've been a big fan of him all preseason so far. <sighs> I I have and I haven't. I don't know. Um, his, I, for me, it's for me, it's his skating ability. Oh, I like very good like, skater. Like, I guess I was. I don't know if I was overlooking him or not. Like, I mean, he was in Arizona, so like, not much there. Well, he also had a weird. He had a weird career path where like he didn't break into the NHL until he was like twenty five. Right. And like he was kind of like a seventh defenseman, 
And then he went to Arizona, and, like, he had, like, 20 points one year. Like, he was pretty good. And then last year was kind of, like, where he got, like, they kind of screwed over his playing time. He ended up playing forward a couple times. Right. Like they just Yeah, it was just kind of a weird thing. And then he ends up back here. And, yeah, like, I think he's – ultimately, I think he's going to – he won't start the year in the lineup. But, like, I think ultimately he's uh, Mark Stahl slash Dan DeKaiser insurance. So, right. I, I just – I don't mind Orsili. I thought I'd – like, he's a – Fabulous skater. I just think some of his decision making is uh, a little slow there, and I think some of his like just a lot just needs to be quicker with some decisions, and then like some are just really bad. Like there was one towards the end of the period, like offensive zone. He like it scares me a little bit. There's one. There's like three seconds on the clock, and he tries to make like three toe drags instead of just dishing a backhand pass to a wide open Bobby Ryan in the slot, like. You have an easy chance for literally a, just a one-timer goal right there. I was like, dude, you're taking a to- an unnecessary toe drag in the corner. It's like chill. Trying to relive like, those uh, those Western Michigan days. Yeah, it, it's like the uh, the old Danny Heatley wind up for a one tee from the corner. <laughs> yeah, that was respectable. <laughs> Should I go yeah, grab my? Know. I have I have that shirt. Should I go grab it? Throw it. Fifteen oh seven or the? Uh... No, the the picture of Danny Heatley <laughs> taking a slap shot in the corner. I have it like I have a black shirt and it's laminated. I, I like I. It's currently sitting on like my closet floor because like I can't wash it like normally because like or else like the the picture will fade. Oh, so, yeah. like, I'm being really gentle. I, like, hand wash it, but I've just been really lazy. And I haven't <laughs> hand washed it in a while. How about when uh, mom was showing you our old room and she was like, this shirt should probably be taken down. It was just a Danny Healy shirt hanging up in our old room. Yeah. Because I, so I, I hung. <laughs> yeah, Andy. So, I had this uh, growing up. I had this – or not growing up. I was in high school. But I, I bought, like, when Danny Heatley signed with the Ducks and only played seven games. Yeah. No points. I bought a Danny Heatley 51 jersey shirt from, like, the NHL shop, and it's – the funniest thing ever. Had it hanging up in our room. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, the old heater. Oh man, but uh, yeah, like back to this game. Um, that uh, the young pairing of Sabrango and Cotton. <laughs> they got lit up. So, um, <laughs> I have some I have some comments on it too, but I'll, I'll let you go first. I loved it. I like. I'm so okay with them like being paired together. Like they're gonna learn from each other. They're right. young and they're playing against like they're going against like Kirby Doc. You're going against Philip Kurashev, Jonathan Pace. <laughs> Those are some good players. Kurashev's sneaky good. I didn't realize he's how not good sneaky he was. good, uh, dude. He's unreal. That he's so filthy. I remember his goal last year against Detroit. And I started trying Stetcher, to like, Stetcher. Yeah. I started trying to pay attention to him more. And every time I watched him, I'm like, this kid is nasty. He's good. And, yeah. Um, I just like yeah, young and unexperienced kids playing together, and they're gonna learn from each other. I like it. The one like on Red Wings Twitter that got really like the um, the Hagel goal. I had some real issue with this. I know we we talked about this Grant, but like uh, everyone was blaming Cotton because he was all the way up following Doc. But I'm assuming they were playing man on man. So and Rowney Rowney was the one that lost his assignment. That's why Hagel was all alone. Rowney was lost, dude, on that play. No, Cotton did a good job following his guy up. Yeah, he was body. He was, he was a he was a stick length away. Like he was right on his guy, and then yeah. Rowney was following Cotton, follow his guy, and then yeah. there was a guy left right open. That was Hagel. He was Hagel, yeah. Right left yeah, open. Yeah. Um. The first the first goal though was his fault. That was <laughs> that was his guy. And I, so I'm not. I'm, com- 
I'm not completely like, defending him, but I'm so okay with them making mistakes like that. Oh it's yeah, preseason, absolutely. like let them let it, let the kids make mistakes. And I love that Blashill is like putting these fun lines together instead of playing them with a grizzled veteran like Lashoff. And I know Cotton played with Lashoff today, but but like also I, that could be a, that could be a pairing in the minors this year. Though. It could be. So you want to like you want to give those looks? I don't. I didn't have a problem with that really. That one today. I'm not. I'm just saying like yeah, have yeah. some fun. Like that was yep. fun, especially the start of preseason. Like give it a run. That's that's the thing. That's what that's what preseason is for too. Is get your looks, yeah. get uh, get some experience, and I mean, see what works, see what doesn't. And like you, like mm-hmm. you guys said, they're probably <laughs> paired them up because that's like I would assume as well that that's going to be a pairing down in minors this year. So yeah, it's very get, likely get, that get them familiar with each other too as, as, at this level, and when they go down, they right. already have a little bit of comfortability with each other. Comfort, yeah, with each for other. sure. Um, I think Giovanni Smith is not looking too hot right now. His seat is warm. Yeah. Oh, uh, this I love, so I love I love Giovanni, man. I do too. But dude, he has not been good. So this is kind he of actually had I, a better he had a better game today. I'll say that, but he did. But this is kind of what I mean when I was saying like that third line might not stick together earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a yeah. chance one of those guys get moved down to the fourth line, and then you bring in a young kid and put him on the third line. Because I yep. do not think Giovanni Smith has a spot on this team. And neither – same with Carter Rowney. You can't just throw him in because I don't think he's better than, like, let's say Joe Valeno. For being, a, for being like, a defensive center, man, he's getting worked on the draws. Yeah, he is. Dude. <laughs> he's getting worked. Uh, also, I was, like, talking about last week where I was, like, he looked really good, like, skating ability. But he has not looked very good in preseason. And did, did I know? Chase, I know it's I know it's pre I know it's preseason. But like, also, I don't. Know, you need to be good. I don't know. Was this the game that Chase Pearson played, or did he play the game after? I can't I even remember. He played the game after. I'm pretty sure. Well, he played the third game, but I don't know if he played yeah, the first or second. He played game. the third game. And I don't know if he played the first or second. I game. don't know either. Off the top of my head. So I want to say I want to say he did. I want okay, I want to say he so, didn't play the first game. I'll touch on him right now because I thought he had a real lackluster first game after being super excited for him. And I want like, mm-hmm. I, he has, if he's going to make the team, he has a lot to prove. Right. And then backboarding off that going into game three, he had a very good game and he's a guy that if you would be willing to move him to the left wing and want a kind of Giovanni esque player, Chase is not going to fight, but He's going to work his ass off and get things done. He's definitely a grinder. I don't think he's been any worse than Giovanni. If not, I think he's shown more upside and he can penalty kill. Yep. To me, he's looked better. Also, he has to go through waivers. He has to go through waivers now. Giovanni or Chase? Both, but I was talking about Chase. I'm a big Chase Pearson fan along with Giovanni, but I just don't think Chase Pearson has looked worse than Giovanni. No. Um, It was nice to see also that our – our third goalie situation looks 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 pretty good. Calvin third Pickard, and fourth. <laughs> yeah, Calvin Pickard had a game. Calvin. Pickard oh my gosh, he was game. incredible. Holy overtime, shit. overtime. He was so good. So, uh, he was. He, he went twenty-one for twenty-one. I think. So it's kind of tough, like because we're talking about all the games, like separately, up, but yeah. we're like kind of mashing them together. Like, how do you not talk about all four goalies right now? Like, yeah, we can do that. We can we can we can touch we can touch on the so games right now. I thought Pickard was unbelievable in game one. Um very, very good. 
and mm-hmm. Grice kind of had a, a tough start. Not his um, fault completely. Not his like, fault neither, completely. Neither of those, both those goals, or well, he had three goals against, but the two were actually no, all three. Like I can't really blame him. The other one was a tip. Yeah. Um, so like, I don't really blame him for any of those. But honestly, like, um, I want to say this is gonna sound whack, but Nedeljkovic looks like Tampa Bay versus Carolina Nedeljkovic right now in the playoffs. Nedeljkovic was very weak in the playoffs against Tampa Bay. And he's scaring me a little bit because I do not think Bradstrom has looked much worse, if any worse, than Nedeljkovic. And same with Pickard. <laughs> you're really getting on uh, – you're getting on the Red Wings Twitter side where everyone's like, should we be worried? No, I'm not worried at all. I'm just saying, like, I just – during the playoffs He's let in a couple – He's his all of his goals are kind of weird where they've kind of been all squeakers. That's how he looked against Tampa Bay in the playoffs. I have not read Red Wings Twitter. This is all me, just thinking. Yeah, okay. Because I saw like a couple of people were like, well, uh, should, maybe we should monitor this. I'm not worried <laughs> at all. I think we have two competent backup or two competent AHL goalies that, if need be, like, mm-hmm. I'm not worried. So I think Blash, Blash said it best in his uh, – I, I, I watched his uh, little uh, post-game conference today. And he's like, this is where you get the bugs out in preseason. No, so I think I'm, both the goalies that are going to be NHL goalies this year haven't had great starts. But it's I also preseason. Grice looked really good last night. Was it last night that he played? He looked good last night. Yeah, he played half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he played, with, um, did he, he played the second half, right? He didn't, he, let a sing, first half. He, he didn't let a single goal in, did he? Or maybe no, one? he didn't. Oh, I guess, I guess yeah. I was, I was mixed up that one with Pickard with Grice. But, yeah. So but I guess, um, yeah, he did play well. If I like, if you had me rank the goalies right now based on how they've played versus expectations, I would say Pickard number one, then Bradstrom number two, then Grice, and then Grice, and then, <laughs> then Elkovich. Literally, <laughs> this is literally the opposite of expectations, though. Yeah, this, yeah. So yeah, no, I I thought Grice looked good last game though, and I'm not too worried. Um, Bradstrom has keeps surprising people, and I think. He's an interesting goalie, like very interesting, because he's still young yet. Not that young though. He's it, think about it though. He's only twenty four. He's That's a year young younger than he's he's a year younger than uh, Nadelkovic. That's young for a goalie though. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, Nadelkovic just broke in last year. Yeah. I'm just saying, like that's technically young, still a it, rookie. <laughs> like, let's say yeah. Nadelkovic gets hurt, and they call up Bradstrom to come back up because they want Picker to be the HL goalie, right? The same thing could happen with. Bradstrom that happened in the Delkovich last year, right? Wow. You're throwing out some I'm just spicy, saying that I, they're spicy he's young takes. Yet. He's young yet. Quote it. I'll I'll clip this right now. Victor Bradstrom is as good as now. I'm not saying you heard it here. I'm not you heard saying it here that. first. I'm just saying he's he's good. And they, I like him. They're gonna battle for the uh for the Calder trophy this year. <laughs> yeah, it's actually shared. It's shared. It's a tandem. Yeah. Bryce is gonna get a season end, season ending injury. No, no, I I'm that. not worried about Nadelkovic. I just um I don't know. Just I think it's funny because last year during the playoffs when he was playing against Tampa Bay, I was talking to a, a good buddy of mine, Mr. Chase Tillaire, as you guys may know him. Uh and I've heard I was of him. I was like we we're watching the Carolina Tampa game and together on Discord and I was like, Yeah, I don't think Nadelkovic is that good. And uh he was, or no, this was the first round. It was against Nashville when he was battling UC Soros. Oh, and that I was, was like, that was, good. that was a good series. And I was like, dude, Nedeljkovic is not that good. 
And then he was arguing with me. He's like, he's so good and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't see it. And then going to Tampa, he had a rough series against Tampa. And I still like Peter Mrazek. I was like, yeah. they should throw him Mrazek. And Mrazek got it up. Yep. Then going into the offseason, then Nadelkovic gets traded. And I was like the happiest guy in the world. To the it, we're, like, we're like, he's the greatest goalie of all time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Bobby Ryan goal, uh, shoot a goal. Sick. All the shoot goals were sick. Oh, yeah. I think Hiroshi's are that Ta- nice. Tacos guy. was so nice. <laughs> oh, I love him. He's so good. Um, I thought, like, uh, I think the funniest thing out of the week would have been uh, Blaschel's comments on Raymond. How, like, <laughs> if Mrs. Blaschel can't tell that he should be in the lineup, then he's not making the team. I thought that was pretty funny. That was really funny. I don't know. I like – I do. I think Blaschel's so funny in interviews. He doesn't try to be funny, and he's just funny. I think he's just awkward. He's, he is awkward. I think he's so yeah. funny, though. I love it. It's, I love, like, the accounts that, like, tweet out his, like, facial expressions throughout, like, the – throughout games. It's like the Jesse Pugliarvi thing, too, when people tweet out his face. They're, like, my two favorite, <laughs> two favorite personalities in the league. Blaschel Pugliarvi. and Pugliarvi. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, Brandon Tanev is, like, a third. Yeah. Do you see the Chicago Steel recreated uh, yeah. Tanev's uh, yeah. like mugshot? That was funny. Yeah, that was really funny. Mugshot. I love. How I called that a mugshot. It wasn't a. It it wasn't pretty a much was. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it kind of looks like it's got off a little fender. <laughs> uh, game two. I think. I think that might have been the most fun. I disagree, but continue. Like, either that or game three. Like you yeah. can make your pick, but yeah. Um, it was. I think it was. I think it's more fun because. Uh, Lucas Raymond scored. Uh, man, I like that second line. That second line, especially Pew Suter, that was his game. That second line, weren't they the first line? Well, first line, but I, I'm saying like they were taking reps as the second line. Like, oh, throughout. yeah. So I, I'm saying second line isn't the fact like Pew Suter is going to be the second line center. So I I've been should have said first. Pleasantly surprised. I'm not, I wouldn't say pleasantly. I watched him a lot last year. I watched a lot of the Hawks games and I thought Pew Suter was. I didn't know who he was before last year. Honestly, before he scored a hatch against the Wings. And I kind of yeah, took no, yeah. him a little bit. And I, I liked his play. I liked the way he plays. Um, and I thought him and Fabry together have been outstanding. And I love the chemistry mm-hmm. they're building. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the plan was to put Veron on that second line or if they were going to run someone else, like Zadina or something. But um, that spot's kind of open now because it seems like they want to run Bertuzzi, Larkin, and Zadina on the top line. So it and seems I thought, like that. I thought Raymond had a shakyish start on that second line. He's, uh, I was talking to you a little bit about it, Garth, and mm-hmm. I was talking about how he's almost looked a little timid, and then he got a rep with uh, Boleno and Gagne one yeah. shift, and he looked so fun. He was having fun out there, and he wasn't like scared because he was playing with guys more like his a young Boleno, and then. Sam Gagne, who's kind of a veteran, who's not as skilled as like Fabry and Suter, right? Um, and then I thought he, he looked. I thought he looked great the rest of the game, though. I he really so settled too. in. He, he is so dynamic on a power play, and it's. I think he, if he ends up making the team this year, he's going to be one of our best power play guys, which is hard to say. I would say him and Letty, honestly. Yeah. That, then, shot by, that shot by Raymond, too, he's got that ability, like I, I told you, like Verona, 
Yeah. Where like where they get the puck in a certain spot, you're like, oh, he's gonna score here. Which is nice to have because we don't have like you said, Verona. we don't have a guy that's a scary scorer. We have Verona. We have, we and, he have, has, well, and he's we did have Verona. <laughs> we had Verona. It's Verona. I guess like Zadina and Juniors, you could have made that comment, but like he just hasn't oh, found his game yet. And I even this so. game, this this game, uh, game two, he could not score. Oh, it's it hurts me to see this. Like I just want him to be a prolific goal scorer, dude. And I I see it in him. He just cannot yeah, finish, he and he can't finish. And the worst yeah, he, part, the worst part is he's just getting in his own head more and more. That, that's mm-hmm. what I was just gonna say. Like he he knows he has that in him, and he just. You can tell it's, oh, it's driving him nuts. So it's my question is, how do you fix this? Like, it's there. Like, how do you fix this? I know bringing in, like, a guy like Alex Tange can help. But how do you fix this? Like, he's so talented. I don't know if I'm exactly, like, throwing out the red flag, like, the red flags right now about it. Like, if it hits, like, a certain point, like, well, let's say we're, like, 40 games in. And he has 10, like, five. He has, like, six goals. Yeah. I think I'm starting to panic a little bit. Well, but, I'm not panicking yet, but I'm like, he needs to finish. And it's there. He's so, yeah. like, you see the smart decisions he makes. Like, he's such a good passer. He's got good mm-hmm. hands. He's a good skater. Like, he has everything. If you could put that scoring touch together that he has, mm-hmm. man, he's damn Deadly. It. Deadly. Deadly. He is. Speaking deadly. of, what, you know what rhymes with deadly? Letty. Doesn't really, do. It doesn't really rhyme. <laughs> but <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it does not anyway. really rhyme. But anyway. We went to oh, school. Man. I, I, did, I did. I go to college. <laughs> that does not rhyme. I don't know why I said that. But uh, no. Nick Letty and Moritz Sider is a pairing I'm super excited to have. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, after watching Sider all year last year, he lived up to every expectation I had. He, Game one. He is, he is so ready to be a top a good, four defenseman. He's such a good skater, dude. Man. The only thing I didn't like, he got bull- he got basically dummied by Tage Thompson in the corner, which, which is going to happen. But Tage Thompson's also huge. Yeah, he's like so he's like Rasmussen size. Rasmussen, yeah, stop it, Garth. Yeah, talking to third person again. Big Daddy Rass. <laughs> big Big Daddy Rass got <laughs> his size, but uh, no, Nick Letty is such a good skater, and it really complements Mortsider really well. Uh, I love that about Letty too, because I feel like last year he didn't take too many risks and he was more focusing on defense and that's not his game i feel like now being on a pairing with cider who's there to back you up all the time he can take risks and i, I love think if, that letty is I think so it, talented if the power play clicks like i think it can especially when like i know in the third game they they ran this too with like with like uh raymond and letty were like the main two like passing to each other i think letty could easily be a 40 40 point defenseman plus dude and you have Larkin on that half wall. If he's shooting with that confidence where he was last, yeah, yeah. dude, yeah. that's scary. And then, and then who cares is the who cares, who cares in front? The, I don't yeah, give a shit. <laughs> I think ultimately oh. it'll probably be Rast that will be there. I or would, Bertuzzi. I would assume, or Bertuzzi. But I almost I think, think Bertuzzi on that second unit with like Heronic and Sider yeah. running it with Heronic. No, you split it up a little bit. You spread the wealth a little bit. You get Rass right there, and then you have a good bumper guy. Like I don't know, like maybe Fabry. Fabry can shoot on a bumper, or yeah. even oh. like even Ernie. Adam Ernie. Yeah. Oh, dude. My so biggest many... my biggest takeaway from the power play, honestly, is how active that bumper guy is. Like he's coming up all the way to almost to Letty, 
and then he's working all the way down to like the net front where versus like last year they really stapled them right in the hash mark you know what i mean where like adam ernie was stationary but yeah, now they're running it the they're slot. running it where like they're basically running this huge circle with the bumper where they're passing it back and forth and there's just so many more lanes when you use the bumper like that but just think comparably like how fun our power plays are going to be like this year like if you run it like this like the way they've been running it like you have raymond on the on his um strong side yep letty up top larkin on the on his strong side and then yep. let's say you have put fabry and then rass in front right yep how freaking fun is that and then you go to cider heronic on his offhand and then zadina on his offhand and zadina and heronic had that good chemistry feeding back and forth i thought it was fun i love how like they said they were going to do it, and then w- when they did it, holy shit, were they good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then um, you put, like, Burt and Suter, and that unit's almost just as good as the other unit. Right. Because I thought right. Sider looked really good. That's just as dynamic, in my opinion. It's, yeah. You have two, you have two equally good power play units. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know if I'm getting a little overzealous oh. here, <laughs> but I think our power play could be over 20% this year. Whoa! whoa, whoa. No, I'm kidding. just saying, I, if, I you run, if you run, if you run those two units together, yeah. I think we can have a good po- or like a competent power play this year compared to having the second worst power play last year at about running a nine percent in the league, the Detroit <laughs> Red Wings. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm shooting for 18th. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, Pew Suter with a playmaker, Robbie Fabry, two goals. I mean, one of them was an empty net, sick oh. feed by Raymond. You know, th- those points count. Um, yeah, I thought Robbie Fabry looked sick sauce on the empty deck. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Robbie, I thought Robbie had a really good game. Um, what else? I, oh yeah. Oh, Andy, your boy, just a clap bomb from top of the circle. Put him in the starting lineup. Oh yeah, man. You know what? You know As what? Much- I changed my mind. Cider smell. Yeah. Winter, winter's running the power play. Hell yeah. yeah. Old winter's up there. Actually, no, I want winter's the bumper. <laughs> just creating <cans>. havoc <laughs> i still hey, am riding that over he's playing over five <laughs> games this year honestly like yeah i don't know i, I think he's an all 82 like yeah. he's, he's his his progression and uh points has gone skyrocketed with that clapper so if he doesn't scrap when i go watch him in milwaukee i'm gonna be pissed <laughs> he better better drop the i'm storming the ice no, but honestly, I thought he looked fine, like, <laughs> otherwise. But, like, I thought that goal was honestly a really nice goal. It was a nice shot, yeah. That was a snipe. I don't care what anyone says. Also, also, also Stetch stepping in on that goal, too. That was nice. I love oh. to see Stetch with some confidence after having oh, a sick, sick um, world championships. Me Man, too. he's flying. Like, Stetch flies up and down that ice, too. Like, oh, I, good I skater. Good skater. Yeah. How nice is it to have this much competition going into picking a roster this year? You have eight well, I, I defensemen. Kinda, yeah. And then I, I, like, probably like 15, 15, honestly, quality forwards competing for 12 spots. I think what's so. Your, 15. What's your more. standpoint on Bobby Ryan? Like, he should be on the team. Okay. So, yeah, because I was talking about Garth. And I, like after his. So I kind of I I wrote about it as well in my, my most recent article, like saying like the guys with the most pressure. And honestly, I think Bobby Ryan's lived up to like every expectation that we could have of him. And especially yeah. when we look at the lines that Blashill was running on, on Friday. Because he ran a basically all NHL group. And uh, Bobby Ryan was filling on that second line with Suter and Fabry. Yeah. Um, ultimately, like, I think like the most fun answer would be Raymond in that spot. And then, so, and, then, and then you have Ryan in the bottom six role. 
before that that was before game three right that, that was before game three and I thought Raymond was a stud in game three I'm not gonna lie I thought he was one of them oh, besides Larkin so I think good. he was the most noticeable player on the ice he was actually so like I said I mean you had the discussion about Raymond before game three and yep. going into game three I was hoping he would have like a better game and he lived up to every expectation going into game three and he was oh so fun and that makes me think my biggest thing was in game two, he was getting tossed around a little much. And yep. game three, playing with Larkin, he looked – Oh, he looked that one good. That one passing play they had – Oh, the ball, my God. The circle with Hironic. That's what – Zadina's eyes are so good, dude. He's they drew that play you, if, you if you saw in the beginning, Larkin went to talk to Hironic to tell him where to go. Yeah. Zadina went to the spot, and then Raymond went to get open. Oh, um, but I made those notes about um, the lineup before that game. Cause I'm like, cause I'm like looking and that's obviously where Blashill's head was at before. Like he ran that lineup to get a practice in with those guys. And he, and I know he said like, Oh, this isn't the set lineup, but like, that's what you're thinking right now. That's obvious. That's fine. Mm -hmm. I I totally, I, by, by the games that they played, I get why Bobby Ryan was in that spot. No, I do too. I think he's earned a contract, honestly. Yep. I agree. And I think the thing, I think where he gets in is he's beating out a guy like Smith, Gagne or Rowney. And one of those guys are getting sent down. Yeah. after we're done touching on all the games, can we run through like a quick run through of your forward lines, like and defensive lines, what you guys think? Oh, what you, or, okay. Or what, yep. or what you guys want, or what you guys think? We'll go all. Uh, ooh, because okay. I kind of want to do what I what I want, like personally. And okay. I have right. my lines. We'll do set. that. We'll do that. And then maybe we'll do a combined one. What we think would depending on how much time we have, but we'll okay. do okay. Um, so go to like the third game, but yeah, basically like the story was that Lark, that Larkin, um, that Larkin, Zadina, Raymond line, they were, they, they definitely had their, they had their struggles the first period. Um, it was funny. So I, I was telling, I was, did I text you? I was like, or I was talking to Emma and I was, we were, she was watching the game with me and, and I was like, yeah, Dylan Larkin just hasn't looked the same. He literally scored the breakaway right when I said that. You said that? I said that. No, I said that. I said he hasn't he hasn't looked the same. I'm like, he looks like he hasn't played in a while, which is completely well, reasonable. And then Letty throws him that seam pass and he gets that breakaway for the oh my god, that's dude, awesome. Letty is he's been super good. I mean playmaker that game. And he also uh, set up the four he also set up one of the like one of the other goals too. He would have got a third if it was a third assist, he would have had four assists. I know we but, talked about that a little bit, but how nice is it to have a defenseman that can make like super clean escape moves now? Like Hironik's like good with the decent with the puck, but he's more. Of just but he doesn't a have his, he, he doesn't he's, have that skating ability. He's a Martin Furk, um, except like a lot better. Um, yeah, dude, uh, I love the way Letty skates and on the power play he's so like he just moves like smooth. He's all over the place. I love oh, how you nice. like nobody sees those hand motions, but you just they were so like, nice. Hey, I was clean. Your your <laughs> demonstration of. Uh, Nick Letty. Uh-huh. He had that one play where he gave that muffin right up the middle and then Cider saved him. But like that's how that pairing's gonna be. Letty's gonna that's be the fun defenseman. I mean. I'm so cool with that. Yeah, dude, if Letty okay, Letty can bring offense and like he makes one blatant mistake a game and like whatever, eventually it's gonna cost us. But like at least he's making those offensive plays where he's trying to do something with the puck, you know what I mean? Instead of playing this conservative yeah. bullshit. And I honestly I think I think we'll see more of that out of Letty this year than we have in years past, just because the systems are in. Like, also, he's gonna be the, the guy. I, yeah, well, exactly. He's gonna be the guy for one, two. I mean, diff- different systems, different group. Because like when you're well, like the Islanders, they're 
really with Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello, they're, they're pretty like quiet defensive. Like they're just tight defensively, right? They don't make mistakes. They don't look for anything like special passes. Like they just keep it simple, right? Right. So I think I think like we'll see. Hopefully, anyways, from what we already have seen Nick Letty like kind of come over that shell a little bit to to make try and make that play, make that pass, and have some fun with it too. And obviously, with him and Cider together, like we're all just drooling, oh, drooling. That. Literally, just that's the drooling. word you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, but like with Letty, I think we'll see him kind of come out of that little defensive shell or like that quiet shell, I guess, and have a little bit more mm-hmm. flash to his game this year, just because a I, I don't think. He, like who's gonna tell him no, not to? Mm-hmm. Like you know, like it's not what I've heard from I, what I've heard from Islanders fans because I'm buddies with like I'm like good buddies with two like two of them, and I guess like Nick Letty like they said they've liked him offensively like a couple times though like he's like those bad decisions caught up to him on a, in a good system like that where yeah. he's like doesn't have as much leash I guess I would say but like now he's gonna have that leash so if he makes those mistakes he can really make up for him you know what I mean yeah so and. Even after he made that that shitty pass and then Mo bailed him out, you could see he he got back on his horse and he's like, "All right, it happens. It's, it's a game of hockey. A game it's, of hockey it's a veteran. Game. It's a veteran guy right there." Exactly, and it's like, "All right, shit, shit happens." And I mean, wait, hey, it's also freaking preseason too, so like, who really gives a shit? I <laughs> give a shit. We're doing a whole we're doing a whole episode on preseason. I think <laughs> sure, we give yeah. a shit. So yeah, but like. But those are things you still want to see them try and do. And no, I know. I'm, I'm, giving, I'm giving you shit. Giving yeah. You shit. But, but, like, have creativity with it. Make it fun. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's all, it's all, it looks like it's all upside right now, anyways. Oh, so fun. My, like, this literally is the same. It gives me such vibes of when Cider was paired with Jelena overseas. Yep. Eric Jelena is a worse offensive. Nick Letty, a worse defensive Nick Letty. But damn, Mo was just always bailing out Jelena. And yeah. Jelena, everyone overlooks and talks about how good Mort Sider's points were. Jelena had more points than him. And that's what it's going to be like with Nick Letty. And this will just give Mo points too, basically, because mm-hmm. Nick Letty's so good offensively. It's going to be yeah. really fun to watch them too. It's going to benefit both of them. It's going to benefit both of them. Literally. They're both going to play a shit ton of minutes. And they're gonna they're gonna do great. I think I think honestly, right now, like if you're looking at it, I think both are gonna be po- quarterbacking each power play unit. They should be. Yep. Like if I think the setup, like we were talking about, I think that's the biggest thing. And I know Blashell's like con- like his press conference is like for Lucas Raymond to make this team, he's gonna have to be elite in the power play. Well, guess what, Jeff? He damn well is. Oh, is he elite? Both of uh... those seam passes, and then like just the the vision he has, also. Man, his shot is so good. Yeah, like he's not like he's not strictly a playmaker. He's got that real ability to score, and I kind of like him. I was like, I was when they're running him a training camp on on his strong side. I was like, why are we doing this? But also, like, he's really good there, and like for it opens up his passing seams more. I think, and also opens up for Larkin to shoot on that um, on his strong side as well. Because man, that one rip over over Elvis's shoulder. That was sweet. Yeah, it was. Sorry, who are you talking about? Larks. We kind of Larks and Raymond. Larks and Raymond. Their connections on the power play there. Yeah, yeah. Like how? Like I know. Like we're talking about like how Blashill. Like you know, like how big his thing was with how Raymond needed to be elite in the power play. And yeah, yeah. I heard that part. Just cut out. Cut out for who we're talking about after. 
I wasn't sure if you switched guys or not. Sorry. Oh no no no. We're still okay. we're still you know you were still gushing over the power play. It's good. <laughs> still gawking over it. Um, I thought I thought Joe Valeno also had a really good game. He uh, was he working in the bumper? No, he was net front. Net front. Okay, yeah, he looked good. Technically, he looked good. but he wasn't really the way they're running the power play. It's almost like uh, the net front guy is kind of like off to the side a little bit. Because that's how that's how that's how Valeno was. Uh, that's where he was at on for the, his goal. He scored off yeah, the, net, the side there. Um, net front there, yeah. I like how much confidence Joe has been playing with this preseason. That's kind of what my issue was with Raymond right away. He's not showing that confidence that, like, out of our young players, they need to show confidence. And Raymond didn't really show it until, like, I thought this game he was very confident. And Joe has been confident. That's going into game four. Bergeron had that confidence. Skating with the puck. Um, We'll stick with with game three right now, but – yeah, uh, finish up on that. I thought like, uh, yeah, Valeno Pearson. I thought they both had strong games. Um, what are you laughing about? Just drill surgeon over here. I'm just trying to keep this, <laughs> yeah, I know. keep this train on the tracks. Jeez, yeah, just busting your balls. We had we had Greaseball over here fixing his hair like on Zoom, and nobody's gonna see him. Who me or him? <laughs> him. I mean, I, before the Zoom started, you like we were, we were just talking me before Grant got on, and you were fixing your hair in the mirror. Me? Yeah, you went to the yeah, bathroom and fixed your hair. I know. No, no, I went. I went to get some water. Oh, okay. I was. I saw you like fix your hair in the mirror. Oh yeah, I mean, just the rough hair in here. I think your hair looks beautiful, Andy. Thanks, Grant. I appreciate same that. Can't, same can't be said for Grant here. I mean, his mop. Still rough. wrapping the flow. Um. Yeah. Another. Anyways. Uh. Another lackluster game for Carter Rowney. Yeah, I I had like high expectations for him, which I shouldn't have had after um his uh, red versus Game white one. scrimmage. I thought his red versus white scrimmage was pretty decent, but yeah, that's what I mean. I had high expectations oh, okay. going into preseason. He okay, looked good gotcha. in the red versus white. I, mean, I misheard you. Yeah, so um going into preseason, I'm like, eh, basically. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Guys, so he went, you guys got me fired up for him, and then I was like. Okay, yeah, yeah. When, he, when we first got him, I was like, oh, okay. So you guys were talking about him. I was like, okay, maybe, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, nope. Nope. <laughs> no. I was like, nah. I, was, I was correct. Okay. <laughs> um, Underwhelming. <laughs> I just think it's a, it said a lot from Blaschel a little bit how it went from Rowney was centering that quote-unquote fourth line, but then Stevens took over for it in practice and during the game on Sunday. And Rowney, was, he was centering like a couple of AHL guys during that third game. And he's just not – he's not bringing anything special. Like, he, he's, his penalty killing is pretty decent. But, like, you need to do more than be a decent penalty killer. That's what I mean. Like, you can't tell me that Rowney's been better than, like, Turner Elson or Dominic Shine. You can't. Uh, I mean, yeah. You can't. You can't. <laughs> like, he hasn't been better. There's no argument there. <laughs> he hasn't been worse. <laughs> yeah, I'm just that's saying that's he hasn't been better. Okay. Dom Shine, fair. NMU alum. Unreal. Pickney. Yeah, Pickney, Michigan. Pickney native. I didn't realize that um him and Spiza grew up together. Like they, they grew up together, best friends growing up. That's awesome. Yeah, I guess they like played like played with each other like until college. Because Spezia went to um Bowling Green. Yeah. Okay. And they played against each other. Yeah, not a big deal. That's a couple um D one athletes. W- WCHA. Rest in peace. 
Didn't Bowling Green just get rolled this weekend by Michigan? Was it 7-1? Seven, 7-1. One? Seven, one. Poor Red. Red Savage. Uh, no, Red's on Miami. Oh, he's on Miami. They, they won Green. like 7-3. to three. Oh, did they? Yeah. I forgot who they played, but they kind of killed whoever they played. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, yeah, third game was easily like the, the best. Um, Larkin's post-game comments were so funny. Oh, my God. Comparing his first period to Ricky Bobby after he <laughs> yeah. crashed his car in his first race back was so good. Oh. <laughs> I'm on fire. <laughs> Man. Uh, it was so good. I caught, a, I, caught a, I caught the clip of that, just like that part, and I was like, what the hell is he talking about? And then I watched the then I went back and watched the whole thing, like the whole question and everything like that. I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> no, it makes total sense. Like where he's coming from, I totally agree. Like he did. Like he looked a little like lost out there at the first period of yeah, that game. Which is CCM which, bucket. Yeah. I I kind of like him in the CCM bucket. I know he needs to switch the gloves dirty. though. He needs to switch the gloves though. Dude, he was dripped out. I like the new the CCM twig. I don't know which twig that is, but uh, the blue. That's nice. I don't know what I don't know what like uh, um, brand or like what line that is from ccm but for larkin yeah larkin with larkin's using that blue ccm oh i thought it was a warrior still no he's using using... C... it's that uh it's the ccm that matthews was using last year oh ft4 the ft4 yeah thank you yeah that's what, he, it's, that's what he's using um if you Blashel's... if you had to put um your three stars of the game that game who do you give it to game three uh larkin's number one yep. i go Probably Letty number two and Raymond three. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, literally. Yep. Perfect. Letty was so good. Letty was really good. Um, and then you can, even, you can throw a fourth like Mo. Yeah, Mo was like yeah. just he's just. Uh, and Zadina just can't score. That setup, that pass from Raymond down low. Um. Yeah. Very good dish. Us, we gotta get him a sports psychiatrist there. That's what I was gonna say earlier. I was gonna be like, yeah. that's what he obviously he just needs to get out of his head. Yeah. Like he's got I all think. the ability in the world, and like I was, like I was gonna reference this earlier, but uh, like all summer I was like getting like a kind of offended because like uh, the athletic writers like do do like um, how like they think the the young guys for every team is doing and like what they project them as, and like they were projecting Zadina as a middle six forward, and I'm like, no, he's got that ability, but like mentally he he is a middle six forward right now. So yeah, he needs to get out of he needs to get out of that mindset. My thing is with the all the athletic writings is. The Reddings have been such a boring team in the past that nobody cares to watch them. So nobody knows what Zadina looks like, to be honest. They have all these other teams to pay attention to. So And they and compare him to other people in their draft class. They, and they just look at points and how he's doing versus, like, I mean, he was drafted before Quinn Hughes. Mm-hmm. Yes. My, my biggest thing, I, my, I'm kind of with you, but, like, I, I'm going to change a little bit. My biggest issue is, like, they really follow them during their draft year, and they know everything about the prospect then. Yeah, but after yep. they're drafted, they have to focus on the they they focus on the focus next on the next class. draft year. Yeah, so yep. they kind of just go statistically afterwards, which is like I kind of get it. Like you're doing a national coverage, but like it's also a weird thing to go off of. No, yeah, for sure. Because like, um, what was one another one by the Red Wings? I was like, I was kind of surprised they gave Elmer middle six. Like I I don't necessarily disagree, but I'm like, wow, it's a lot right now. I think, dude. Oh, I've been watching a lot of Elmer lately, and last game he was so good. <laughs> <laughs> he played – I don't think he's played over eight minutes since he's been in the like 15, SHL. He played, 50, he played 15 last That's game. That's what I mean. I, I don't think he's played over eight minutes before this game on Saturday. 
and he had six shots on goal and a power play assist. He's yeah. starting to get power play time, and I think he had two disgusting toe drags, which I'm all for. Elmer yeah. has hands. He's six foot eight, and he can shoot a puck. <laughs> And he's not scared to get in the corners. This is a Mack truck that, I knows, think how to, that knows this, how to stick handle. I'm going to be completely honest. I think this kid has the potential through the roof being six foot eight. If he can get everything clicking and everything together, just be a little bit smarter, he could be such a good player. Yeah. So, I mean, scary. I, I, I kind of I get it, but like, I was kind of like my biggest like ones I was like looking at. I'm like, he's really? He's a like, seventh round pick. Uh, yeah. No, he was, he was six. Sixth. in 2019, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. He was sixth. Oh, we had yeah, we two Tiev in seventh round. Two Tiev, yeah. Two Tiev. With the with that one, he, he's uh for how tall he is too. He's a pretty smooth skater. Like could clean it up a bit, but great skater, honestly, for his size. Yeah. In, in for his comparison. size, yeah. Like, I, I actually mean, love waking something... up in the mornings and watching Frolanda. <laughs> Live for that. You gotta send me that <laughs> link to where you watch those again. Too. I will. The yeah. group, they're Andy. They're in the group chat. Right, yeah, okay. I yeah. think I just sent him to you, Garth. I'll send no, it's in the group chat. It's in the group chat. It was in the group, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, I, was, I, I remember that now, yeah. It seemed like Blaschel really changed his tude at the end of the game with the with Raymond in the press conference. He's kind of like, wow, he's, yeah. Like, no, he didn't <laughs> yeah, say it, but like, <laughs> this kid's a stud. <laughs> he was kind of like, he kind of changed his tude where it's like, he needs to be great. He's like, well, you had a good, really good game. Like, he kind of like what he changed. Yeah, he wasn't, like, yeah. Oh, my God. So, if he can, I think, well, Blaschel's I think maybe he's, he's a guy. What's that? Oh, so go ahead. I was gonna say Blashell's the type of guy where he won't give credit enough credit. I don't think anyway, any any time unless you're like Larkin or Bertuzzi or someone like that. But even then, he's still like is hard on them. He doesn't really but, cut guys either, which though which I respect. Exactly, but I like, like he, that. He, he expects expects which like at the NHL level, everyone does consistency. Mm-hmm. Right. So if if that's where I think like the comment about Raymond. It was his like Mrs. Blashill or whatever, that whole comment. <laughs> I think it's more like, can you bring this every night type of deal? That's right. where he's getting at. And it's it's funny clips like yeah, like we were talking about earlier. <laughs> his yeah, clips just, are yeah, sound bites are just off the wall. I know. But, uh, Raymond Raymond leads the leads the team and oh no no Letty him and Letty are tied preseason points. Yeah. So I know we've hammered the nail on this already, but I kind of want to ask you guys. When he throws those seam passes, like, who does that remind you of? Like, on the power play, like, his seam passes are – I haven't seen anything like that, like, in a Red Wings uniform in a long time. But in the NHL, if you go, like, around – I mean, No, I mean, he's been compared to this guy a lot. It's like Marner to Matthews. Yeah. Maybe. Marner's seam passes to Matthews on the power play are ridiculous. And now yeah. – Yeah, I think, like, I think stylistically they're kind of different, but I guess that, that aspect of their game is kind of similar. Like and the that, way he throws those seam passes and it's so deceptive with them. Like, and like, like Larkin's think, a little bit of a better shooter than Matthews. So if you come, <laughs> if you combine the two, <laughs> I thought you were serious for a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I really like the dynamic of him throwing seam passes from his strong side. Yeah, if, if you kind of want to go, oh. if you kind of want to go back to old school, I mean, like they're both still playing the league last year, but when they're in the prime, kind of like. A modern version of Jumbo and Patty Marlowe too. I knew exactly Kinda. what you were thinking. Kinda, I knew you were thinking. Yeah. I knew you were thinking that because you, you we were talking about the the Amazon Prime doc, and I knew Thornton was fresh in your head. Yeah, you know <laughs> I love Thornton. You know I love Jumbo. <laughs> we so love hilarious. Jumbo. Good, good Sault Ste. Marie guy. Oh, oh, yeah. Panthers stud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hope, go hopefully, yeah. Go <laughs> <Hounds>. <laughs> Yeah. 
but uh, so I think the difference with I think the difference with Raymond and Marner is like Marner like is a lot better on his edges. He he, he can rely on his skating more, where Raymond is relying on his head more. I, I'm more talking like, more power play seam passes. I'm not talking. No, no, no about I, I know, I know, I know. But like, I know it's the narrative though. That like from the draft is like Lucas Raymond's the next base Marner. Marner, but, yeah, yeah. Marner's skating abilities are next to yeah, next yeah, to I, I don't know there's many players that can skate like Marner can. Yeah. Oh. Um yeah, so I yeah, that was easily the most fun. And then we get like we get, you know, the Red Wings are riding this high three game win, three game win streak, and then uh absolute dud today. Well, who the hell wants to play at twelve PM in the afternoon? I feel bad for anyone that was on that that roster. I kind of love how like how like how many veterans were thrown in that. Like Mark Stahl had to play in that game. <laughs> I feel so bad for Mark Stahl. He's like, <laughs> he's oh. like, he's like I usually don't get up till one every day. <laughs> hey Stahls, you get in there, chum. You're up there. Um, he had a rough game though. He could tell he had a bad game. Yeah, he was not there. Um, there wasn't many guys I really like thought had like particularly great games. Uh, I think like Suter looked good. Uh, Berggren was playing with like lower competition, so I thought like that hurt him, but he played fine. So I Bobby Ryan, Bobby Ryan played pretty well. I want to talk about Berggren a little bit if you guys don't okay. mind. I love talking I mean, about Berggren. I, I, I never mind about talking about Berggren. So I don't, I missed part of the game. I was kind of watching on my phone because I was doing some other stuff. But I, <laughs> the first period, just the way he skates with the puck in the offensive zone. And he's, uh, I just, he's so confident with controlling a play and he can just like everyone just watches him. It's actually, I love watching that. And I, I guess I've spent so much time watching him and putting time into him last year and getting right. so excited about him that my like expectations for him and hopes for him are kind of through the roof, which I probably shouldn't do. No, but I I'm so excited to watch him this year, like in Grand Rapids. I think he's gonna be a star this year at Grand Rapids, and everyone's gonna love him. Yeah, Blasio kind of pointed that out in the pre- like the his press conference, saying like how he 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 thinks he needs that time in Grand Rapids to start with, and I completely agree. Were Were they giving him reps at center? No, I thought he played a couple shifts at center. I think Elson was only playing center on his okay. line. Okay, and I think a big thing with Bergren is developing developing better awareness in his D zone. And that's a big mm. thing for him because in a Red Wing system where we're trying to be more like the Islanders, yep. he's going to need to be a lot better in his D zone because his offensive zone, I, I think he's so impressive. Yep. But yeah, honestly, just kind of a dud game. Nidalkovich led in that week one from Carter. Um, and then, just, yeah, it was kind of a dud game. Bobby Ryan had that chance where he hit the post. Um, otherwise, there just wasn't much going on. It was kind of just a dud game, shitty afternoon game. Yeah, yeah I was. I texted you like I lost connection here because I had to stream it on my phone. Mm-hmm. I lost connection after Carter scored. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I texted you like, oh, probably halfway through the second period, maybe or third period, like near the. It was end later of the in the second, I think. You, yeah, I was. Or no, 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 no. It was third period because I, sh- I, I, you, te- I, you texted me right after I shut it off. Yeah, you and you told me you just shut it off, and then you told me the score. I was like, oh. Yeah, five one. All I know yeah. is Casperi Kapanen was just ripping some snipes. Yeah, we had two and one today or something like that. He also had two yeah. penalties too. I think he had two penalties. How about Dan Heinen? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, also, another pickup. another story coming from this game is Rass was supposed to play in this game, but he tweaked something and he didn't play. 
So Blatchell was kind of coy with what's going on. He said it's day by day. And what's Hopefully going on with, with Burr? Are they just being cautious with him or what? I have like, there's like, I don't, I, I don't know. Ever since that rumor came out, I know it's nothing. Like I know you're pretty anti, like that's nothing, but like, it's felt kind of weird, like where Blashill literally said that he's that he's ready, he's gonna get in game, and Bert's gonna get in game soon, but then like he said in the press conference today that he wasn't ready. So I don't know. There's like some miscommunication there of what they want the narrative to be. So yeah, I'm really confused what's going on there, and I I'm not saying I'm not saying that has anything to do with the trade rumor that Bob Duff said there is going on. I'm just saying there's some there's some miscommunication of what's actually going on with Bertuzzi. And they should. It seems like. Eisman wanted them to say one thing and Blaschel said the other. Yeah. To me. Because yeah. I like when I saw that, I was kinda kinda threw me off for a loop too. I was like, really? Like Well, I mean he's practicing on the first line and the team's practices. So that's what's confusing me. And yeah. then, unless and unless he's actually not ready to play yet. I know, but then Bla- like Blaschel said I think it was Friday. He said he was cleared. Because he had that maintenance day. He had the maintenance and- day on Monday which is where everyone ran rapid, but like everyone went back to normal when, you know, practice. And stuff. Well, I'm just but, thinking like maybe Blash is just a little slow and maybe he actually is not ready. Cause I mean, I he's been practicing on the first line. Why would you not play him in preseason? Cause after right. he took that weird hit. And I know he's not playing, he's not playing tomorrow. Yeah. Blash said he's not. Playing I forgot tomorrow. we play tomorrow. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm yeah. so excited. We're three and three. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Ooh, it's probably going to be uh, like, are... I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be Raymond and Sider probably playing tomorrow. And play hopefully, Chicago, I, I hope Bergeron gets a back-to-back. I want to see him he more. He might. There might be a couple guys that get back-to-back simply because there's well, a 12 o'clock I game to 7. I just want to see him get some opportunities to play with like better like players. Better players, not to be mean. Yeah. Turner Elson. No disrespect, bro. Uh, How many more? He had a good, he had a good fight. He had a good fight. I was so happy. And that's when Bergeron kind of turned it on after he got nailed. It's like, okay, yeah. I'm here. Let's turn it on. Do you know Brian, Brian Dumoulin's from Maine? Who cares about Brian Dumoulin? He's trash. <laughs> <laughs> It's two times Stanley Cup winner. I'm just saying it's kind of interesting. He's from Maine. Not a lot of players are from Maine. Guy likes to chug beers at the parades too. Yeah, he does. Good for him. Guy was a guy was almost no. Okay, I can't say that because Ovechkin was on his own level at the party. But <laughs> <laughs> he he was having a good time. He was enjoying himself. Yeah. Overall, not a good game. And yeah, it's preseason. Whatever. Yeah, um, I didn't care too much. So you want to go? You wanted to get into the um, the lineup talk. So I want to know, like, what you guys want as your, like, lines this year. And I guess that Bertuzzi talk, like, that makes everything a little interesting. I mean, I don't buy into it a whole lot. I think he's just – obviously, they, he had interest this summer. People wanted him. And mm-hmm. uh, didn't seem like Eisner wanted to give him up unless it was for, like, a pretty good chunk. And I think is – which is right because he's your first-line winger, basically. He's <laughs> really valuable yeah. to you. Unless you're getting a lot for him, it doesn't make sense right now. Unless you start having these younger guys fill in in the future, and then Bertuzzi's spot's getting a little bit weeded out, and then you get rid of them for a good price mm-hmm. and get something you need. Wasn't so Toronto off? one of the teams that were actually interested in him too? Yes. Yeah, that was the summer. And then yeah. L- yeah. LA, I know, was interested, and in, I think it was was it Philly. Philly was interested sense. in everybody though. Yeah, yeah, Philly makes sense for him. He's a Philly guy. Him and connecting um, that line, or him and connecting that line. Oh. <laughs> I, want, I want I want Connecty back. I want Connecty yeah. back for yeah. I know me too. <laughs> no, we need some right-handed shooters. Yeah. Um, so I guess do you want me to like just get like give you a lineup and like, well, do you want me to go first? I'll go first. I don't care. All right. All right. All right. You're leading. All right. So 
I actually like this is the dream lineup this year, and I honestly think the possibility of having like well having Braun out four months kind of makes it very interesting because it okay. could be really fun for like younger players. Although it sucks that Braun is out. Yeah. Um, Plus the Bertuzzi aspect too of the Canadian game, which yeah. so yeah, that's gonna make it even more interesting for when he's out. Um, but this would be my dream lineup: Bertuzzi on the left wing. With Larkin and Raymond on the first line. Okay. And and then I throw Suter, Zadina, and Fabry on a line. I loved the way Zadina and Fabry looked together last year at the start of the year. Zadina, yes. Fabry yeah, was scoring with... a, some nice goals when Zadina was feeding him. Yeah, they're playing with Ryan. Yep. And I thought mm-hmm. Puce looks really good with Fabry, Fabry as well. And I think that could be a cool dynamic. And I like okay. the way – Larkin and Raymond were connecting, and then Larkin and Bertuzzi are, are always so good together. Mm-hmm. And I think – also, I think Raymond and Bertuzzi could be a nice little duo there. The way Bertuzzi plays, I think it would complement Raymond's game very well. Yeah, open up some more space for him. Yep. And then jumping in the third line, this is where stuff gets really interesting. And I was talking to you about how I don't want that third line to stick together. I kind of want Rass centering Ryan and Valeno. Okay. Which I don't think will happen because I don't think I think that's they knocking, still want that's knocking two of those guys down. Yeah, I don't think they. I think Blasha loves his Nemesikov and Ernie too much. I don't think he. I don't know what they want to do with Leno because it's going to be tough for him to ever make the team with our center situation right now. Because mm-hmm. he's not better than Puse right now, and Rasmussen could end up being a really good third line center, and they are putting in a lot of time to him right now. Yep. And then you have Steven centering Ernie and Domestikov, and then you have Gagne as your scratch, and Giovanni and Rowney are being sent to the moon. Okay. Waiver wire? Waiver wire, baby. Yeah. Waiver season. Because I think um, Stevens has been really good. So I'm going to give my take. I'm going to go more of a realistic. I think this is where – I'm going to guess this is where Blash's head's at. I kind of like where you're at, your first line. I think I'm going to keep it that way. I think Blash I mean, would think I'm, similar. Love that first line. I think if you're going to put Raymond in a lineup, you need him on first or second line. Yep. And, again, so I, I'm glad we're on this this page now because I know, was it before? Yeah, it was before the Saturday game. You were kind of like, what good is he going to do Raymond here? Raymond needs to – I think Raymond right now for what he's proven, he can go dominate the AHL. Like, cool, great. That's awesome. Well, it wasn't – He needs to grow his game in the NHL, and the Red Wings aren't good. He it's can, not necessarily that. It was more of – why would you like if he's not ready to be in a top six? Which after watching Saturday's game, he showed me a lot more than he did in the, his first game. I know he had two mm. points in his first game, but that ultimately doesn't mean a lot mm. unless he's like showing every shift five on five that he's like ready to be here. And five on five, he was very good on Saturday. A little PK time too for the kids. So and I like that he that penalty kill little two on one with Pearson. That was nice. <laughs> Um, um no. but yeah, I'm, I'm with you like kind of there. I, I just think, yeah, I think ultimately he's going to learn the best from the NHL game. He's going to struggle at first. He's going to struggle his first like 10 games, but he needs to develop and become that elite power play guy and like become good at five on five. And he, when he's playing with skill guys like that, like who are mentally thinking the game like him, it's going to do so much better for him in the long run. Yeah. So Agreed. I would go similar to the first line. I think I like that, that combo. I like the second line. Obviously don't change it up. I'm going to be realistic, and I think Blasio's going to try that first, that third line to start. 
I think well, I think it's where he, I know it's not the fun answer, but I think that's what's going to happen. Nemestikov, Ernie, and Rasmussen. Yep. And I'm I'm okay with that. I think they've been good in the preseason. Or yep. well, they only played the one game together, and they were really good. Ultimately, I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's six to the whole year, but that's what they're going to start with. And the thing is with that, the first preseason that game they played, I mean, they had a couple of goals against, but they were on the ice with Sabrango and Cotton. Yep. Those two goals that they had against, and then they were also playing against the Taze line. Um, and then the fourth line's kind of like a miss. I'm I'm saying Rowney gets sent down, and then you rotate in Gagne and Smith on that fourth line with Ryan and Stevens. I really liked how Ryan and Stevens have looked. You run that more as like a skill line because your fourth it doesn't have to be a shutdown line. So you, you think Valeno, have your third line? Valeno starts in the minors. I think so. Yeah. Um, unless this Rasmussen, Rasmussen thing is serious, then Valeno fills in that third that. line. And then he fills in your third line center, and you got that solved right away. Boom, bingo, bango. So the only thing that worries me a little bit is like, what good is? It's kind of the same argument for Raymond. What good is Valeno doing in the minors this year? I think he's ready to be an initial player. Especially I think in so Red too. I, I just don't think like he doesn't have that offensive upside as much as Raymond. So like the argument again is against him for that power play time where he's gonna get all a lot of that ice time. You know what I mean? But he's I don't know. I just see I agree. He's better player than a lot of the guys here. I just don't think he had a good he had a good second or his second game, but his first game wasn't anything special. He's, in my opinion, he I don't think there's like enough room for the role that he would need to play. Correct. Okay. That's kind of where I'm getting. And then at. jumping yeah. into my second part of that is, what room is there for him? None right now, right? Especially if you want him to play center, and then he is, I think, better at center than he is at wing. But I haven't really I seen him at wing. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Ultimately, what happens with him? Does he get traded in the future? Valeno? No. Where Where does he go then? That's what my question is. Yeah. He's gonna, he'll start in the AHL and he's immediately the first call-up guy. That's what's going to happen. I because, get, you, but, because you bet your ass the first weekend there's going to be an injury. I'm just saying, like, Warm-ups. if you want him to be a center so bad, like, so right now, I think Rasmussen <laughs> is the third-line center of the future. Yeah, I, I legitimately think that. And I think Suter is kind of just filling that second line role right now until we get a very like a strong first or second line center. And then mm-hmm. we'll have run Larkin as a second C or first C, depending right. on who you get as that for that other center. And then Puce either switches to wing or gets kicked to the curb. And then yep. Stevens has the possibility of proving a fourth line center role. Or Where, even, like a third line, even third line too. He's got upside. Where do you go with Valeno? Is he trade bait for the future? Because I think he has upside. I think he's upside too, but I mean, ultimately, like, this is a great position to be in. This is something the Red Wings haven't dealt with in a long time. We never have plethora of, of one position. So this and is a I good thing to have. I wouldn't even say plethora. I, I think no, we have, play. like, one guy. <laughs> I wouldn't, wouldn't hate to see him being switched to wing and being able to run wing and center. Because I think he's smart enough right. to be able to do both. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah, it's just where I – just don't think he's going to bring – I don't know. I would love Joe Valeno in the opening night lineup. I just but don't think it's going to happen. Is he better than – is he more valuable than Ernie or Nemestikov on a third-line wing role? I'd want to know that. Play him at wing in preseason. Give him a couple reps. Playing with yeah, like – Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. You need to see it first. Like right now, I don't, I don't have an yeah. answer for you. We don't know. But yeah, exactly. We don't know. That's the thing. I'm, I'm with you, though, with what we should do there. Um, I yeah, man. and then that like I know I have Gagne as a scratch, but 
ultimately I'm I've been very impressed. Not impressed, I guess. He's looked good though. He had a kind of looked, tough he had a tough game today, but everyone kind of did. Uh, everyone yeah, did. I'm, game uh, what was it? it sounds good. The second game he played with Valeno and Zadina. He still has like his mm-hmm. he still has good hands. Like he's smart with like smartest with the puck. And he can he's developed himself into a penalty killer for the Red Wings. Yeah, he's gonna, like he's gonna be on the he's he's gonna be on the team, that's for sure. Yeah. Whether he's it's a just, scratch he's, or he's also a guy where if like if like it gets really thin or you need to change up the power play, he could he can step in on the power play too. Like he had success there in Columbus when he was on the power play. So well, that's my thing with that's my thing with Bobby Ryan on the fourth line. Oh yeah, he's, true. Gonna, he's gonna be that fill in guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's my I guess that's kind of what I'm hoping I mean, to limit. This is, eliminate this, is this good, year. That's, that's that's a good, I guess, kind of like problem to have is we have enough guys to like kind of spread the love where we can, if shit gets, hits the wall, like shit hits the right. hand, you know, then we can always just try to throw this against against the wall, see if it'll stick for the time being until something happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's just like something that I want wanted eliminated this year is like a guy like Gagne playing the power play. Like big guys like Gagne and well, Fofla playing like the power play if, last but if, year. But, he, but right now, we're not projecting him to be a power play guy. I, I know. I know what you're saying as a fill-in. Even as a fill-in, I don't want that. I don't think well, – That's what I'm saying. Bobby Ryan's ahead of him in that fill-in chart. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, he is, yeah. I'm just saying so, last year that really hurt me when Gagne was in yeah. Fofla were on the power play. I was wanted to yeah. bang my head against my Chromebook when I wrote But with a fourth it. line like Gagne, um, Stevens, and Ryan, <laughs> you kind of have, have a like a – like a skill-based fourth line where they can run in and give some offense. I love that. And they're all pretty, like, like Ryan, not so much defensive, but Gagne, Stevens are pretty responsible. I think Ryan can develop more of a defensive role, too. That's what he he's wants smart. to do. He's, he's, I mean, he's, he's smart enough. Yeah. And like he said, he wants um, to throw his weight around. I like that. Yeah. Um, I don't have too much else to No, I got to get head to work here, boys. Yeah, I, gotta, I think we can, I think we can wrap this up. Okay. Um. Yeah. Man, there's just so much to talk about. It was a great week to be a Red Wings fan, honestly. Interesting. Lot, lots to talk about. Yeah. And it's going to be the same thing next week. I could probably talk for another two hours. I probably could as well. We could. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll wrap it up. I need, to, I, need to get, I need to get to bed, too. I got I to gotta get up in the morning. But, uh, yeah, this will do it for episode – I didn't even say the episode number. Episode six of oh, the yeah. Production Line podcast. I didn't even say the name either. It's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. In um, season four. I don't know if we'll have – I keep saying we'll have a midweek, but I got so much homework to do. It'll probably be a weekend one again. But, um, yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening.